It's August 22nd, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cotnor. Our top stories today, the daughter of a close ally to Russian President Vladimir Putin has been killed in a car explosion that, reports claim, was targeted at her father, Darya Dugina, a prominent journalist who openly supported Russia's invasion of Ukraine, was driving her father's car when the explosion ripped it apart. Dugina was sanctioned by the UK government last month for being a frequent and high-profile contributor of disinformation in relation to Ukraine and the Russian invasion of Ukraine on various online platforms. She promoted policies or actions that destabilized Ukraine, the UK government stated. Her father, Dugan, a political strategist, is believed to be a key advisor to Putin. Dugan's philosophy, known as the Russian world, has been cited as motivation for the invasions of both Ukraine and, prior to that, Georgia. Dugan is an ultra-nationalist whose previous publication, Foundations of Geopolitics, has been widely used to influence the Russian military, police, and foreign policy elites, according to reports. Pakistan's police have charged the country's former prime minister, Imran Khan, under anti-terror laws. Their investigation comes after he accused the police and judiciary of detaining and torturing a close aide. He has now been granted pre-arrest bail until Thursday. Officials accused Mr. Khan of breaching the country's Anti-Terrorism Act for allegedly making threats against the state officials. Hundreds of the former prime minister's supporters gathered outside his home in Islamabad after news of the investigation broke, vowing to take over the capital if police tried to detain him. In my opinion, there's a significant chance that this issue boils over. The economy in Pakistan is not doing well, and that is partially Imran Khan's fault. While they have been able to get some money from the International Monetary Fund, it's unlikely to completely buoy the country. In addition, the populist leader was taken down internally through a parliamentary no-confidence vote which was backed by the politically powerful Pakistani military. Economic stress, political backroom dealing, and a populist who does not want to leave the limelight make for an incredibly explosive mix. We'll continue to follow this story. Iran has officially dropped a key red line demand that has been a major sticking point in efforts to revive the Iranian nuclear deal, a senior administration official told CNN. In its Monday response to a draft nuclear deal agreement proposed by the European Union, which the EU has described as a final draft, Iran did not demand that the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps be removed from the State Department's list of foreign terrorist organizations, the official said. The Iranians also dropped demands related to delisting several companies tied to the IRGC. The official added that the president has been firm and consistent that he will not lift the terrorist designation of Iran's Revolutionary Guard Corps. But the official said that while a deal is now closer than it was two weeks ago, 
the outcome remains uncertain as some gaps remain. President Biden will only approve a deal that meets our national security interests. Elsewhere, Singapore will repeal a law that bans gay sex, effectively making it legal to be homosexual in the city-state. LGBT activists in Singapore have hailed the move as a win for humanity. The city-state is known for its conservative values, but in recent years, an increasing number of people have called for the colonial-era 377A law to be abolished. Singapore is the latest place in Asia to move on LGBT rights after India, Taiwan, and Thailand. Brush fires have forced the evacuation of more than 1,500 people in southwest China, and power rationing for factories has reportedly been extended as weeks of record heat and drought batter the region. Some shopping malls in the megacity of Chongqing have been ordered closed for most of the day to reduce electricity demand, state reporter CCTV said, limiting opening hours to 4 to 9 p.m. The disruption adds to challenges for the ruling Communist Party, which is trying to shore up sagging economic growth before a meeting this fall at which President Xi Jinping is expected to be given a third five-year term as party leader. The Chinese government says this summer is China's hottest and driest since it began keeping temperature and rainfall records in 1961. Temperatures have exceeded 104 degrees Fahrenheit for the past week and longer. Ethnic Serbs working in Kosovo will leave their jobs unless a deal is reached to end their persecution, Serbian President Aleksandr Vucic warned on Sunday. In a fiery TV address after meeting Kosovo Serbs, Vucic called on NATO peacekeepers to do their job or Belgrade would move to protect the Serb minority in the breakaway province. The comments follow the collapse of political talks between Serbian and Kosovo leaders earlier this week, mediated by the European Union in Brussels. Already tense relations between the two neighbors worsened recently after Kosovo authorities said they would require local Serbs to switch their car number plates from Serbian to Kosovan ones. NATO troops, who have been stationed in Kosovo following the 1998-1999 war between Serbian forces and Kosovo separatists, have been deployed at main roads in the north following the collapse of the EU-brokered talks. The peacekeepers say they are ready to protect the freedom of movement for all sides. Nicaraguan police on Friday raided the residence of a Roman Catholic bishop critical of President Daniel Ortega's administration, detaining him and several other priests in a dramatic escalation of tensions between the church and a government increasingly intolerant of dissent. The pre-dawn raid came after Nicaraguan authorities had accused Matagalpa Bishop Ronaldo Alvarez of organizing violent groups and inciting them to carry out acts of hate against the population. President Daniel Ortega's government has moved systematically against voices of dissent, arresting dozens of opposition leaders last year, including seven potential candidates to challenge him for the presidency. 
They were sentenced to prison this year in quick trials closed to the public. In lighter news, two tourists in Venice, Italy, infuriated the city's mayor by riding motorized surfboards through the famed Grand Canal this week, prompting Mayor Luigi Brugnaro to call them imbeciles who are making a mockery of Venice. Mayor Luigi Brugnaro posted a video of the pair on Facebook and Twitter asking everyone in his city to help find the surfers. Venice is not Disneyland, the mayor wrote, as he posted a second video showing the pair skimming their boards under an arched bridge in the city widely known for its serene beauty. Brugnaro got his wish. The pair were tracked down and their boards were seized in short order. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with Mike Sexton, a senior advisor for Cyber at Third Way, about the recent passage of the CHIPS Act. Go to the DSRnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.